Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free private Facebook community, Mind Body Breakthroughs. You can't fake a great steak. You can enjoy a steakhouse experience a few nights a year or every night with your Auto Wild Grill. Sear in amazing flavor and moisture with 1500 degrees of grilling perfection. A perfect steakhouse crust every time on your time. Bring your own steak and let Otto take care of the rest. Make your house the great steakhouse in your neighborhood for your family and friends. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. Tosca Reno, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? I am feeling fantastic. I'm doing great. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. I am so excited to have you on this podcast. I've been following you for over a decade because back in 2000, I believe it was 11, 2011, 12, I had graduated pharmacy school weighing 220 pounds. And I was in a supermarket one day walking by the magazine section, and I saw you on the cover of Oxygen Magazine. I bought that magazine, and that's what started my entire fitness and nutrition journey. I bought your Eat Clean books. So you've been a huge inspiration and role model in my journey. And for those of our audience that may not know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about how you got this all started? Well, I have to say, uh, Nevada, you know, you and I had a similar start in our journeys because literally uh, when I was 38 years old, I weighed 204 pounds and I'm 5'8", so it doesn't seem like maybe a lot, but I was obese and also pre-diabetic. I I would pass out in the produce aisle regularly. Uh, You know, just I was not a healthy person. And my father had passed from heart disease at the age of 64, so I knew I was flirting with disaster. Uh, as luck would have it, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And uh, I went to school as a mature student to become a teacher. And in that process, met uh, someone who would end up being my life coach and the love of my life. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> um, and I remember a, an early conversation with the, uh, the now famous and late Robert Kennedy who asked me, well, what are you doing to stay fit? And I naively said, oh, I'm just running. I'm loving it. You know, uh, I'm going to get in shape. It's going to be awesome. And he looks at me and he says, you know, if I had a dime for every woman who said that to me, I would be a wealthy man because they don't stick to their plan and running doesn't get you there. And I was like, what? Clearly I was getting school. Um, (laughs) 
So then he challenged me. He basically held out the, the you know, the, the towel to the bull, the red cape to the bull and said, all right, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to tell you what to eat. I'm going to tell you how to train and you're going to compete in a bodybuilding contest at the age of 43. And I went, uh, no, I'm not. Actually, I was thinking it's 42. And, and then I thought about it and I went, how often does a gift come along, an opportunity like that? And I took him on. I just, I went for it. I just jumped right off the cliff, didn't know what I was doing, but I figured if somebody had the, the willingness to coach me and I was receptive enough to learn and be coachable, I'm in. And uh, that's what landed me that cover. It's what landed me on stage as a bodybuilder at the age of 40. I started in bodybuilding. I competed in Vegas. I just like, you can't even make that stuff up. <laughs> and uh, it, it's been an incredible journey. And, and from that whole experience of teaching myself how to care for my uh, nutritional aspect of myself and basically how to eat and how to exercise, I developed a platform called Eating Clean, and that was featured in Oxygen Magazine and then in a whole series of books that I wrote. And the the revolution has begun. I was on Dr. Oz in April of 2014, and, and he called it the, the, the Eat Clean Revolution. So um, I, I was the originator. I am the originator of that, and it's still going strong. But we are developing it. More to come on that. <laughs> Well, Tosca, I mean, what you've done is just phenomenal and just such an inspiration to so many people. And I, I mean, I love that for you, it was after 40. I mean, that is just so important to Nevada and I, because both of us, you know, started our 40s incredibly sick, overweight, hopeless. I mean, I was up, I started my 40s up over 500 pounds with really knocking on death's door. And so to be able to turn things around and to be able to show people that 40 is just the beginning and you yeah. could literally reinvent yourself. Like what would you tell someone that's listening right now and feeling like, uh, you know, I blew it. Um, you know, there's no hope for me. Like what would you tell them? Uh, you know, I would tell them this, I would say, look at this second chapter of your life as uh, the, the, the way you did puberty, it's exciting to be growing up again and hitting a new level. So, um, you know, all that goes with it, uh, the, the, the exploration, the wonder, the curiosity, the confusion, it's all there. And if you can envision that for yourself, just to paint a thorough picture of the decade, let's say from 40 to 50, 50 to 60, whatever it is, and walk to that future self bravely, there, there is a way to get there. And as long as you feel it in your cells and in your soul, you will go there. So don't hesitate. <laughs> yes, I absolutely love that, Tosca. And one of the things that I love is you've incorporated the eating clean in the three E's of wellness, yes. uh, which are pillars of health. And so many of us are looking, we have this vision, but we don't know how to get there. And right. you've constructed these pillars that give us keys along our journey. Can you talk a little bit about those pillars? Yes. And uh, while the picture that I just painted for you sounds idyllic, um, you know, that, that it led to multiple covers and being basically discovered by Robert Kennedy and launched into acclaim, um, 
as luck would have it, life also has lessons to teach us. And there has been a chapter in these last eight years that has been extremely difficult. And I believe the, the learning, the pain and the loss had lessons to deliver to me that would round out my approach to wellness. Eating clean is fantastic. It is the beginning. Exercise brings it home, but there's a final detail. And that is the emotional self-care piece, which was sorely lacking in me. And so life saw fit to teach me how to strengthen and develop that resilience or that emotional self-care muscle in myself, which which had atrophied. Um, you know, I, my, my stepson, uh, Robert had a, a son from a previous marriage, but he was my stepson, passed from complications of a car accident in 2011. Robert passed suddenly from cancer in April 2012. I had to bankrupt his publishing business in 2013. In 2014, I discovered I was literally financially ruined. Um, so, and there were multiple lessons to learn. And the way that I had to get to the truth of those lessons was through the emotional journey. And that meant doing some of the heaviest sets and reps of my entire life and not in a gym. <laughs> right, right. You know, and I mean, right now, as it stands, we're talking during the middle of a global pandemic and actually a really tough time here in the United States. Um, yes. You know, there's a lot of people that are faltering right now. There's a lot of yeah. people that are struggling and stumbling like what would you what would you tell them how do we how do we get back on track you know the entire purpose of our being on earth is to be creative individuals that contribute to the collective goodness of mankind there are many who are operating in fear and i think i would have been one of those operating in fear had i not had the value of this spiritual journey um, I believe that we have to develop our resilience muscles, our resilience strength in the same way that we have to develop glutes, quads and abs. It's just a key to life. And when we have that resilience strength, there's a knowing inside of you, just like when you go to you know, do a, a heavy squat with a barbell loaded on your back. Uh, there's a confidence in your muscular ability to do it. And when you have the resilience training, there's a confidence in your mental capacity, in your head heart space to be able to stand up against the hits that life will give you. And there's a, a humbleness and a learning in that process whereby you get to a closer and better knowing of yourself because you're willing to let it all go because you've just hit that mark of pain so deeply that the only way is to go up, or at least that's the way I saw it. So for me, I think the virus is, uh, is um, it's a teaching virus, it's a teaching experience. And I have been through, you know, the if you want to call it a virus experience, or at least the pain, the emotional pain of that for the last eight years. So I feel like, uh, I've kind of been preparing for this moment all along. And I think that's the gift that yourselves and, and myself and all healers and, and body workers can bring to the table is the courage and the experience to show those who are suffering that there is a way. And we can actually call it something called, there's an acronym called WHOOP, like as in WHOOP, there it is. But it's W-O-O-P and it comes from a psychologist in the United States named, named Greta Bittinger. And she says, here's how you make this work. It's WHOOP, is W is for wish. So what do you wish to see with your life? The next, the, the first O is outcome. 
What's the outcome? How can you measure it? What does it feel like? What does it look like? What does it smell like? O is the obstacle, because as we all know, there will be obstacles. That's just part of life. And then P is the plan. Uh, so if you can whoop it, you can walk it. You can walk out of this, or you can walk through this held head held high and not contribute to damage and pain and chaos and darkness, but actually help to raise the collective vibrational energy of the planet. Absolutely. That, that was just very powerful what you just said, Tosca, because so many uh, people right now are, they're in that wish, they're in the outcome, and there's the obstacle, and there are so many obstacles that people are facing right now, and some of them are managing that in ways that are just not serving them, uh, such as um, their diet, their nutrition approach, uh, just staying in, in home, at home in their pajamas, eating sugar, um, just feeling... Yeah despair, hopeless, not knowing what to do. What, what are some strategies to break those cycles when you're in the midst of trauma? Well, there's, there's a moment in the trauma where you do absolutely recognize that you're staring fear in the mirror or disaster or whatever it is that's brought you to that place of darkness. And, and then that moment is asking you to step into the light, to upgrade your personal situation, your character, your DNA. Um, it's, it's like the lesson of contrast from Abraham Hicks. You're either in the dark or the light. And when you know you're in the dark, then you must go to the light. So um, the, the plan for me has always been and started for me this way where um, I, I had to get my eating right first. I got my mind right. I knew what I wanted. The W for me was I cannot live like this anymore. I'm going to die. I have beautiful daughters. I want to see them grow up and have grandbabies. Um, th this has to stop. So, so get that straight in your mind. Then with your mind, the next step I absolutely did was uh, the greatest obstacle for me was my eating. I was a sugar addict and I built out of it, I built a program called Strike Sugar. And that would be my recommendation because we're in a highly addi uh, addictive culture and a, and a highly addictive period in history where the desire for sugar is sharpened because we need a quick fix and we know that sugar will give us a hit uh, unfortunately it also gives us a crash so starting by doing the homework the diligence on striking sugar i've built a four-week program called strike sugar to help people do that is the the quickest fastest way to support your immune system your mental health, your emotional space, your uh, capacity for stepping into the light. It ups your vibrational energy. It takes the veil off of you. And, you know, you feel like you're just shaking yourself and getting all this garbage off of you and, and all those cravings, lack of sleep, poor skin, poor cognitive function, irritability, mood swings, horrible PMS, horrible menopause. Uh, much of that can be removed simply by eating the purest, cleanest foods possible, absent of sugar. And that is, for me, that's the key. You have to begin there. Absolutely. And that process can start to turn around pretty quick. What, right. what have you seen? I mean, I, you know, I think people think that, you know, this, this is months and months before they can even see any yeah. progress, but you can really turn around your blood sugar, insulin, like, you know, give us some hope. Tell us how quickly can people start to turn this around? 
Let me tell you how how incredible our biochemistry is. The body is absolutely superior should you decide to support it. And look, when we eat sugar, let's say three teaspoons of sugar, it knocks out our immune system for three hours immediately. So imagine you're turning that around. You're starting to get the sugar out of your diet. Now your immune system has a solid chance to fight anything that comes along, pathogens, viruses, COVID-19, any pandemic yet to come. Those with the strongest immune systems, and this is proving to be true, will prevail because you have the capacity within you to fight disease. So sugar-free, your organs get cleaned out. So the organs of blood sugar handling, which is the pancreas, the adrenals, the liver, and the spleen, they get a chance to get cleaned out. Now they can start delivering nutrients to the right cells in the body. Um, furthermore, when the body tries to process sugar, it's actually a thief. It will rob vital nutrients from your skeleton, from your eyes, from your brain, from other organs within your body. So you're actually in a lesser place. You're actually in a place where it's no wonder we have osteoporosis to the rates that we do and blindness and disease and cancer. And even now, diabetes type three, which is the collective uh, name for dementia and Alzheimer's. So when you remove sugar from your diet, within three hours, you can see change. Within three days, you'll be losing weight. It's not the key to lose weight, but that's what will happen. Most people lose between three to five pounds of weight in a week. Now this is done healthy, so you're not hungry and you're eating all the macronutrients. You're just not eating junk and you're not eating sugar. Over time, in four weeks, you can lose, I've had people lose from 20 to 50 pounds. Myself, in my first four weeks of striking sugar, I lost three sizes, which is, as you know, 30 pounds. Because every size is 10 pounds. Um, and so the, the changes are not to be underestimated. But what people, the feeling, it's how they feel. It's when they can tap into their brain function and not be in a fog. It's when they look at their skin and go, I don't look 105 years old and I'm only 30. Uh, my periods don't feel so bad. My knees don't ache. My skin is clear. My nails, my hair is glowing. I have energy. I can run around after my children, my grandchildren. I can complete a killer workout in the gym and really show up for it, leaving nothing behind. Um, that's when you really see the difference and it's, it's powerful. And anybody who follows the plan gets these results. You don't have to be special at all. You just have to commit. Tasca, can you tell us a little bit about some of the principles of the Eat Clean movement and your philosophy when it comes to putting together a nutrition plan? So this is great because I think we've come from an era um, where it's been about counting calories and that there is there that principle can serve to a point if you can hook yourself up to a calorimeter and you know you have all that science but most of us do not have that and counting calories for me was the way that I used to manage my weight which didn't help very much at all because there I was at 204 pounds but when I found that I could anchor five to six meals a day with lean protein so that stimulates the thermogenesis, complex carbohydrates, which stimulates gut health, elimination, vitamins, et cetera. And then also fat, which is the sati satiation and flavor factor. 
um, I began to really flesh out my understanding of what nutrients can do to you. So it's the macronutrients that are super important. And I had no clue about those things. I didn't know how to map out a plate. I didn't I didn't know that, you know, more or less your diet should be having the 40-30-30 rule, 40% lean protein. And I don't mean that from meat sources. I mean from a plant or protein sources that you like yourself, um, 30% fat. I have a lot of fat in my diet. And then about 30%, I should say that the other way, 30% protein, 30% fat, and 40% complex carbohydrate. And where I get my carbohydrate from, 20% of that 40% is green plants, lots and lots of plants, minimal grains, um, and some fruit, but not a lot. So a lot of berries, a lot of in-season and local. And that's a key principle. And, and having those small meals space two and a half to three hours apart helps to maintain a steady blood sugar level. If you've got the fiber and the fat, it's a slow release of nutrients into the blood, slower release of sugar into the blood. So you're not having these horrible fluctuations. Then um, the other piece is I stop eating my last meal, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock, that's it. I am not eating again until about 9.30 the next morning. So there's a fast built into it. Um, and every food that I eat is either local, organic, or it is um, well-sourced, properly prepared, and whole, minimally processed. And those are the basics. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's so simple, but yet yeah. so, so powerful. And yeah. um, so let's, let's talk just a little bit about hormones. What, what role do they play? How do we optimize them? If you could speak to that for us. Well, you're sort of speaking into the future for me here, because I saw the need for um, a, a, a program that addresses hormones. So my daughter and I, who's my daughter's a naturopath, uh, and very, very well schooled in the field of fertility and female hormones. Uh, we've built a, a project which be, is being released in the next month or so called the menopause method. And largely it's because my demographic is pretty much female and pretty much at that time of life where they're either pre, they're pre-menopausal, menopausal or post-menopausal. And there's just a cloud of hormones descending on us. I think the key to understand is that hormones technically and typically are in balance when we're in balance and when life is in balance uh, because the body's desire is to be in balance or homeostasis. When we begin to uh, experience what I call the pits, um, which is poor nutrition, infection, toxins, trauma, stress, and lack of sleep pits, we begin to diminish that sense or state of homeostasis in the body. And then it takes a lot of effort to get back to it. It's not impossible. And hormones are simply the messengers of all of the chemical processes in our body. So when the systems are broken, the hormones don't have a chance to work properly. They do the best they can, but it's, it's very, very challenging. Now, what's gone wrong is that our adrenals are only supposed to be called into play in fight or flight. And we're in a situation with mankind right now where the adrenals are always on and they should never be on. They shouldn't be on like that at all. Uh, I shouldn't say they should never be, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's emergency or nothing. And what we're doing is we're just constantly on alert in high stress, 
uh, adrenals are pumping out cortisol and then you get that whole cortisol belly that I call it cortisol face because it looks you a person who's in constant stress looks inflamed to me and they are they're in a state of constant inflammation so I won't I won't get into a heavy biological discussion of hormones because really that's not for me my daughter can talk about those things but I do know that I had a a largely uneventful menopause I'm 61 now because I was in homeostasis I was eating clean foods I was eating whole plants, lots of plants. I was exercising and I began to take care of the, the emotional head heart space. And I know personally, I'm wondering this, so I know many women are. I'm in my early 40s and we start to think about aging yeah. at this point in our lives and how we can preserve our lean muscle and uh, not gain a ton of weight with our hormonal fluctuations. Um, and I was wondering if you could speak to your tips on fat loss and preserving lean muscle uh, going into your 40s and 50s. Great. Well, these are obviously the lessons that I learned when I was training to compete uh, for the first time as a bodybuilder and then as a uh, physique and bikini model. And the le these lessons I learned at the elbow of Robert Kennedy, as you know, and what he taught me was we must activate the metabolic catalyst. And especially as you get older, well, let's face it, I was 40 when I started, so I was already older, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, he said, we have to activate them every time we train. So that meant there was never a workout that I didn't do that I had, I, I was training glutes, quads and abs. Now we call those big muscle groups, the metabolic catalyst, because they are uh, muscle tissue dense and that particular tissue is has a voracious appetite and when we activate the muscles particularly um, we we are sending off a whole mopping cleansing system of soaking glucose out of the blood and also activating the musculoskeletal system so we can squeeze the lymphatic system and push out the river of waste Bob always added abs to that because you know technically from here down we're a bunch of abs so, um, and because women are, are, you know, needing always and wanting always to have this flat abdomen, it made sense to include it. So I'm always doing butt, I'm always doing glutes, and I'm always, well, same thing, butt, glutes, quads, and abs, and I, I train them every time I work out. That, to me, is the only way we can stay ahead of that metabolic decline that begins at age 35 when our metabolism starts to drop by 10%. So when you, when you add... Uh, activating the metabolic catalyst through training uh, glutes, quads, and abs. And when you start eating clean uh, and activate thermogenesis through the consumption of regular doses of protein throughout your day, you're doing absolutely everything you can to offset the decline and hopefully even stay ahead of the curve. So right now, my glutes are actually higher than, than when I was in my 30s. <laughs> so... I'm going to keep going, you know, and, and I'm loving kettlebells right now. I'm just loving the challenge that swinging a kettlebell will deliver to my entire body. It, it's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is just an amazing whole body uh, exercise. Yeah. I wanted to change, change topics here a little bit, Tosca. You know, I think that so many of us are disconnected. We're disconnected from nature. We're disconnected from each other. We're disconnected from our own 
body. And I wanted to talk about that a bit. Our, our podcast is the mind body breakthroughs. Yeah. And so much of it is just connecting our mind to our body. One of the dangers that I'm seeing now with even what's going on in the world, a lot of us working online and just going into this virtual world is we're becoming, I think, even more disconnected from our body. We're living up in our head and our headspace. What uh, What are your thoughts on that? And how can we become connected to ourself once again? Um, thank you for asking that question. Um, I, I was giving that a lot of thought yesterday because um, really June 1st and over the course of the weekend prior to it, a lot of people were experiencing yet one more disruption to, to mankind. What we saw in the United States with the murder of uh, the black gentleman, Floyd, uh, touched off a storm. And uh, the, the quarantine, the pandemic, had done that prior. So, so it's been this confluence of events. And I arrived at my desk on, on uh, Monday morning yesterday with you know, a plan, a business plan that I was going to be doing certain things. And I, I had to fell, full stop not do any of that and actually put a pause on my social media because I had to give this whole process some thought and I was so jangled by it that uh, I've learned some techniques to bring myself to a grounded place and one of them is to just get outside and walk in nature. So I took myself out for a walk, um, put myself you know, in nature, in the earth, in the wind, in the grass, put my back against a tree and just let my thoughts roam all over the place and and I don't know 40 minutes later I, I came to a thought and I went oh my heart's not racing anymore I feel better um, and in walking there's a beautiful Latin expression called in solvitur ambulando and it means when we walk we solve uh, and I it comes to my mind every time that as I'm walking uh, I'm allowing myself to process I'm allowing myself to be out of whatever situation that got me out of my mind and get myself back into my mind of course the other incredibly powerful practice is to meditate and I start and finish every day with an hour-long meditation um, one of the key learnings out of the what I would call the, the ruins of my former life <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think that just coming to grips with that we are a mind, a body, and a spirit, and we have to take care of all three uh, yeah. has just been such a big part of of the puzzle. And I'm, I'm a body worker. I'm a massage therapist. I do energy work. Like, what, what role does, does that play? What, how can we just connect more and more with this body that we are uh, traveling through life with. You know, um, I have a, a story about that. Um, to be disconnected from your body is to be disconnected from source, from, from your source of power, your source of creativity, your source of the divine. And when we have traumatic events, we think we can muscle our way through. And I'm guilty of that. I, I pretty much thought that I could just muscle my way through it, but but I actually crashed. I became catatonic at one point, and the therapy was uh, to begin to meditate, to journal, to practice gratitude and forgive, but to also have massage. And it just so happens that my body worker was also a Reiki uh, practitioner. And this is no word of a lie what happened. Um, uh, my first massage session after Bob's passing was in 2014. So it had been two years. 
And I went, I laid on the table and she began to touch me and I sobbed for an hour and a half. And that happened three massage sessions in a row. The lesson there was there was so much blockage stored in my cells that there was no way for for them to even come out. They needed to be coaxed out. And I had put the dam on myself and I needed someone to help me and I had to feel safe. And she did that for me. Now, it still happens. I can sometimes I'll go for a massage and all I end up doing is I'm down. I'm, I'm on all fours sobbing. <laughs> but, you know, there was so much devastation in my life that I had to get through that this is not going to come out in one shot. You're done. So uh, I found I still feel body work is an incredible and, and a powerful aspect of our wellness. And I miss it right now because I'm not having that experience. So. Yes. And that's such an important part because we store our emotions in our body. And when we're not capable of dealing with those emotions, they manifest as illness and, and manifest as us attracting circumstances into our yeah. lives that, that just truly are not serving us. A hundred percent. For women particularly, a lot of that is collected in the hips because the hips are like a bowl, the pelvis. And uh, for me, what I was having was I had severe back pain. Uh, where I couldn't even drive a car. It was almost like my one leg was shorter than the other. I'm sure you see this all the time uh, in your massage practice. Um, and when I started to just, you know, crack my old skin open, it felt like to me I was cracking that old flesh off and really having the courage to go deep on what what was yeah lodged in my cells. As Bruce Lipton says, I just love this uh, sentence, uh, emotions are the language of the cells and my cells were trying desperately to talk to me and uh, this is what I needed to facilitate but I did need help I couldn't do I listen I leave the professional work to the professionals okay um, <laughs> I don't get me to fix my car <laughs> I get the professionals to do it so for me a body worker a light worker an energy healer uh, and I work with them even today um, these are the people that I need to help me get because this, this part is a spiritual journey, right? There, It's not prescriptive like a diet. You can say, okay, eat keto or eat clean and you'll have this result. And, and it's not like working out where you can say, if you follow this and metabolic catalyst, this will happen. The spiritual journey is not a direct line. And you need coaches and, and guides and, and, and brave souls who are willing to get raw and real with you, more naked than I've ever been on a competitive stage. Yes, absolutely. And your diet is only as good as your mental operating system. So if the operating system that you have downloaded, as Bruce Lipton talks about, yeah. um, is, is an operating system that you're, you're running on with uh, behaviors that sabotage you and yeah. just uh, behaviors that you're not even aware of for what you're doing because our conscious mind's 5%. That's that's our right. thinking mind, but our sub our subconscious mind is running ninety five percent of the time, and so many of us are aware of what our subconscious mind is even saying because of the misalignment between the conscious and the subconscious. One hundred percent. So for me, that's been the great. And I'll share with you this morning, if I may, before I did this interview, I, um, you know, what Kundalini rising is and the Kundalini yes. experience within your body. I did a meditation um, where the intent was 
to tap into the full kundalini experience. I wanted this psychedelic kundalini experience absent plant medicine or anything else. Um, and of course you can't force these things, but the intent was there and I did it through my breath and absolutely achieved the outcome that I wanted. And it was huh, unbelievable. So learning. <laughs> yes. That's absolutely. something a lot of us in yoga attain to is that Kundalini awakening for sure. Beautiful. It's fantastic. It's so, so empowering just to be able to, you know, have access to that and it's it's free it's right within us i mean the best medicines sorry somebody's drilling something outside yeah yeah i know we're we're getting a little bit of that that's all right he'll be done in a second i'm so sorry oh no worries (laughs) it happens don't worry about it and i also put crystals in my bra just so you know (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Asuka, I'd love, I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit about addiction. Uh, you know, it is a part of so many people's lives. There's a, there's a physical component to it. There's a mental com- component to it. Yeah. What are some of your, your thoughts? What are some of your experiences and how do people break that cycle of addiction? You know, I'm not sure who wrote this, and I should look that up, but um, I read, uh, I'm a a voracious reader, and I read that addiction is simply what people go to in isolation. So it's isolated persons that uh, that go to addiction, and I can account for that uh, when when I was in my, you know, obese stage and addicted to sugar, that's what I went for. I 100% went for uh, sugary things. I didn't care about myself. I just wanted to numb that that isolation. The antidote for addiction is connection. And just the thing we're talking about, not only connection within your own physical house, mind, body, soul, but then to take it. And even though I'm sitting on a computer where, you know, yes, it's technology, but I'm looking into your eyes. I'm, I'm here. I'm present with you. So I can make this experience more powerful by simply having the mindfulness and savoring the experience so that I know that that's a heightened experience for me and the listener and hopefully for yourselves. So the, the need for, for me to sort of quell any emptiness through stuffing my face or, or drinking or eating sugar has disappeared. Um, instead, I would say that my greater need is to always honor the transcendent journey that I'm on. And, and I put that filter against a lot of things that I do, which is one way to, to combat addiction is to say, if I eat that donut, is that going to help me transcend to my next highest place? If I go on a kick and start drinking alcohol all weekend, is that going to help me ascend? Well, no, it's not. So now if you can put your own filter in place, then you, you can begin to edit out or reject the things that don't work. And then by simply by default, you're going in a direction that will support your highest vibrational self. So, you know, addiction is, is a, is a, it's a painful process. I've been there. And, um, according to the emotional guidance scale, which is uh, power versus force, David, uh, David Hawkins, you know, you can't get from the lowest emotional feeling of fear and shame back up to joy. Joy is the highest 
fear, shame is, is the lowest. Shame is the lowest. Uh, so if you're in a place of addiction, that's loneliness, that's sadness, that's fear, that's anger. What's the next best feeling? And then you need to just try to go to that and begin to walk the stairway up to feeling better, the next best feeling. And the quickest way to do that is really to eat the highest vibrational foods, as we know, to treat your physical body as a physical temple and and to have the intention of and to try to act as much as possible in gratitude, right? If, if, if someone who were in a place right now listening to this discussion and they were feeling anger, shame, fear, if they wrote out quickly 10 things that they were grateful for, they could shift their emotional energy that quickly. And so writing 10, 12, 20 things you're grateful for every single day is the first positive shift you can put into place within yourself to create that better vibration and then slowly you begin to make your way up yes and that's such an important point for um us that are students of quantum mechanics is our emotional guidance system because when we have our intention and our want and and what it is that we hope to make manifest in our life we have to have that elevated emotion and it's also our guide guidance system in whether we're on the right path or not how how do we feel do we feel negative do we feel positive because that's a true symptom and sign of are we in alignment with what our purpose is 100% and, and I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about that is uh, so many people right now have spoken of having a renewed sense of purpose uh, mm -hmm. through this experience, through through what's going on. And has the past three months given you a renewed sense of purpose in your own life? Um, you know, my emotional guidance skill was is, is like a GPS. I was heading in the right direction. What's happened for me is a, is a laser-focused, sharpened clarity. Um, where I was fuzzy on some things, I now have 100% clarity. Uh, and I do believe that the, the virus is a forcing factor that that is. And that's why we're seeing the, the distinct contrast between the very dark and the very light. Uh, I've also said right from the beginning, and again, this probably came from source, but that I feel like we're going to see and, and it, perhaps it's starting to happen. The greatest period of creativity since the Renaissance, because we haven't seen it, but it's coming because we are now going within and those who got the courage to really stand within their truth and their power can't be stopped. It's like that Anais Nin uh, quote, you know, there came a day when the pain of staying in the bud was far greater than blooming. And, and so it's, it's blooming time. And it, it, the, the trick will be to stay out of fear, out of the darkness and keep moving towards even if your own light is not celebrated and it's not the popular theme who cares it's yours you're going go i love that so tasca you know you're you've been in the health and fitness industry now for a long time you're a pioneer you're a leader give us a state of the union what's what's working what's not what are the mistakes that you see in the industry right now? Um, my fear, my fear is that everyone calls themselves a wellness coach and master. Um, I disagree. Uh, to be a master, you have to practice 10,000 hours. To be a wellness 
uh, guide light of any kind, you, you simply can't be a person who sells drugs or supplements. You need to have the experience within your own cellular, cellular DNA. You need to have performed the surgery on yourself. And I think, Nevada, you've had that experience with yourself and also, um, well, both of you have for that matter, all three of us, all three of us. So, um, you know, be very, very careful where and from whom you're getting your information from because there's a lot of nonsense out there. Be guided by your own bullshit detector, which is your, your truth, your inner light, and you'll be, you'll be going in the right direction. Secondly, there's a lot of spiritual bypassers. So people who are saying spirituality, hey, 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 that's not the same as a person who is truly founded and centered in spiritual truth. So doing the practice, doing the hard work, looking at the shadow, doing the shadow work, practicing. Um, so wellness, I think the definition of wellness is changing. In fact, um, I can't remember where I read this, but uh, I think the World Health Organization, first of all, to be applauded for including um, in the definition of wellness, not the absence of sickness, but, you know, eating clean, exercise and emotional self-care, which I call the three E's program that I've built. Um, very true. It's a dynamic process. Next, I think fitness is um, always important. Uh, whatever gets you moving, that's the thing to do. Absolutely go and do it. But um, I think the definition of, of the result or the outcome of fitness is uh, changing. And I'm glad it is because no longer is it how skinny can I get? Can I fit in my skinny jeans? Can I wear that little skinny black dress? Can I wear a little bikini? You know, I'd rather see a fit, toned, buff woman, and I don't care what size she is, than a skinny mini who can't lift a fork. Um, also, we're, we're having this, this sort of global reckoning of my food does need to be better. Now, is it working? There's still lots of crazy, stupid diets out there. There's a lot of bad food out there. That's definitely not working. But if you're people like us living in the light, you know that. You're not buying that stuff anyway. Um, also, you know, the idea of counting calories, countering calories never works. So having a macronutrient plan and, and following that as opposed to, well, I'm not eating cabbage for a whole year or just doing the lemonade diet. All those things are, are now extremes. And I think they look as ridiculous as they truly are, because what we really need, and this goes back to the beginning of the conversation, how do you show up as a totally resilient human being in this day and age? Well, it's not on the lemonade diet. I'm sorry, you need it all. You need the strong body, the strong mind, the strong uh, eating, the strong self-conception. Um, and you need your needle pointed in the right direction. And you have to do that with the community. And in order to show up as your highest vibrational self, that's what's needed to survive. That's what's being asked of us. That's what the virus is asking us to do, is to upgrade our DNA. Right, absolutely. So, Tosca, tell us tell us about Arnold, and tell us about what's what's going on with you. What's uh, what do you have on the horizon? What's the plans here? Okay, well, so you know, Arnold and Robert were uh, very close friends, um, and uh, Arnold spoke at Robert's celebration of life, and it was a beautiful experience. Um, he's a good soul. I've never had any issues with Arnold. We did have a couple of dates, <laughs> um, so so that's what. <laughs> And I will tell you the story. After Robert passed, I had set a goal to compete. So the last time I competed, I was uh, nearly 53. Uh, I competed in my in bikini tall. 
uh, masters, obviously. And uh, Robert, uh, sorry, Arnold was on the phone with me and I was telling him about my, my process. And I said, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll just be happy if I get my body ready. It doesn't really matter. And he says, no, you never step on stage with that attitude. You go to win. You go to win. And you know what? The tune-up worked. I won. And, and it really was aligning mind and heart. It was an incredible, uh, it was an incredible lesson. And I'll never forget that. And even as I'm, um, you know, doing anything, my writing now, uh, reaching out to my audience, having this interview with you, you do it to the best of your ability. You don't leave anything behind. It's not, you don't have to win every time, but you need to show up 100%. Yes. And I remember uh, when you won that competition because I was cheering you on uh, through that journey. Uh, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing all of your wonderful words of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, if folks are looking, they can find me at toscareno.com. I'm here to guide you through the quarantine, your own personal wellness journey, because my passion is always your wellness. Absolutely, Tosca. Thank you so much. Everyone, check out toscareno.com. If you are in your second half of life, you're just beginning Follow her example, follow her instructions, and you can have the same success too. Thank you, Tosca. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today, Mind Body Breakthrough. Chris and I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend and to join us in our free Mind Body Breakthrough Facebook community where you can start peeling away the layers of everything that's not you so you can be you.